3: The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael.
2: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond
4: Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall.
2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern.
6: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck
3: Sexton Show podcast.
5: Welcome, everybody, to the Clay Travis and
3: Buck Sexton Show. Buck coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. My man, Clay Travis, out in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a lot to discuss with you. The latest Fauciite madness. Oh, I'll explain. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, not just saying the right things, but doing the right things and trying to hold the line in favor of freedom even uh, putting some words out there in support of any law enforcement officers who have recently lost their jobs. Uh, not just words, by the way, actions, I'll get to it, but lost their jobs because of the COVID mandates in different states. Get the shot or you get fired. And we also have a agreement, it seems, some some level of agreement. The Democrats are talking about one on the massive spending package. Is there a real billionaire's tax That could come into play here. They're talking about it only affect about 700 people across the country taxing unrealized gains. A wealth tax, folks, they're going to put this in the final version of the bill. That's what we're being told. Plus, we have updates for you on the Alec Baldwin shooting situation that happened on that movie set. A lot of people wondering how the heck could that have gone down the way that it did. And uh, other stories as well that we'll get to over the course of. The show. Remember, uh, we we will also be taking your calls. So thanks for being with us, um, and we'll be talking to you later on the hour. Let's start though with the latest Fauci madness. Uh, there's a lot about Dr. Anthony Fauci that I don't like. Uh, Clay and I talk about this with some regularity. There are things you can just not explain away. He's lied to people in the past. He has lied about masks. He has been wrong many times. He's clearly a partisan political player who pretends not to be. So there's a lot about him that people don't like. But this this connection may be just too much to bear, uh, uh, Clay. This may be the first time in a long time that Dr. Anthony Fauci's job would seem to be in some degree of jeopardy. Uh, or at least could be, theoretically, because of the outcry against it. He is under fire, according to the Daily Mail here, over the White Coat Waste Project, exposing a program. Now, I'm just going to give you the short version of this, everybody. And I'm going to tell you, there should be a content warning with this, because I love dogs. I know this audience loves dogs. The NIAID, NIAID, spent millions of dollars, this is Anthony Fauci's organization, funding an experiment in Tunisia where they took beagle puppies, removed their vocal cords, and let sand flies eat their heads. They were alive. Um, Members of Congress are asking for explanations of this. We're going to be getting more details, I would think, in the days ahead about this. Clay, this seems to be finally a moment that's too much for a lot of people, even though I know what Fauci's going to say. He didn't know. He didn't order it. Well, at what point does the buck stop with Fauci? At what point can we say this guy needs to be aware of what the money that's going to Wuhan or aware of what the money that's going to Tunisia is actually doing.
4: Yeah, it's interesting because it isn't really connected to COVID. And one of the truly remarkable things about Fauci's career would be if he had to step down because of a uh, experiment involving puppies that has nothing at all to do with COVID and that, frankly, he probably was not involved in the micromanagement of. But I think it speaks to the overwhelming amount of anger that is starting to be provoked in many ways by Dr. Fauci. And also the fact that he's just being caught now by even people who are middle of the roaders as someone who is speaking out on every different angle of every different story. For instance, Buck, this weekend, on Friday, he said, hey, you shouldn't mix and match your vaccines. In other words, if you got the Moderna, you shouldn't get a Pfizer booster. If you got uh, Johnson & Johnson, you shouldn't, whatever. Now, on Sunday, he came back and he said, actually, you know what? Maybe mixing the boosters isn't a bad move at all. You should be able to get whichever vaccine you want and when you combine that I know we're going to get into this in a little bit but today as we speak Florida now has the lowest rate of infection for COVID of anywhere in the entire United States any state it is 50th out of 50 in the rate of COVID and so a lot of people are saying wait a minute Fauci was so outspoken about Florida this summer and what an awful job DeSantis was doing and how you had to have masks and how you had to have vaccine mandates. And Florida hasn't done either of those things, and the cases have all come down. And I think, Buck, a big moment for Fauci where he really overextended himself happened in Bang Bang in the early fall when he said, hey, all these full college football and NFL stadiums, COVID is going to skyrocket. All over the college football universe, the number of cases have plummeted by a massive degree. And then when he said, you're not going to be able to celebrate Christmas and then quickly drew back on it. And now he's out there telling everybody, hey, you got to go out and celebrate Halloween. I think the duality of that, because that's something that I think moderate people notice. They said, wait a minute, you're telling me I can't celebrate Christmas. You're telling me that I can't celebrate Halloween. You're telling me I can't go watch a football game. Not particularly partisan people, people who don't look at everything through the prism of Democrat, Republican. We try to talk about sane versus insane. A lot of people who are sane are now recognizing what you and I have been saying for a very long time and been accurate about Dr. Fauci's logic and analysis and leadership is a fundamental failure rooted in a failure of logic.
3: And I think people are recognizing the politics that are at work here, too. I mean, Fauci, for example, is very certain when he says that it is impossible for the viruses researched in the Wuhan lab to lead to COVID 19. Uh, this is this is news to so many of the world class scientists who have come out in recent months, Clay, who have said, no, the lab leak theory does seem to make a lot of yes. sense, but maybe Fauci's saying, well, the, The viruses that we were funding the study of couldn't have been COVID, but they still would be funding a lab that was involved in the study of viruses that eventually one of them became. You know, right, right. I mean, it feels like he's parsing a little bit here. Here, play, play clip six. Well, I don't hear him, so I don't think we got him. At at some point, we will
4: hear from Fauci, and you know what he'll be saying. We will something that's illogical. Uh, and, and we're that's what's so appear. frustrating about all this, Buck, is that. Clay, we do have him, Clay. We, we do got have him, him Let's get to
5: Unequivocally, anybody that knows anything about viral biology and phylogeny, phylogeny of viruses know that it is molecularly impossible for those viruses that were worked on to turn into SARS-CoV-2 because they were distant enough molecularly that no matter what you did to them, they could never, ever become SARS-CoV-2 and yet when people talk about gain of function they make that implication which i think is unconscionable to do to say well maybe that research led to SARS-CoV-2 you can ask any person of good faith who's a virologist and they will tell you absolutely clearly that that would be molecularly impossible that's i
3: mean so so fauci has has completely disabused us all of the Lab leak theory, that, that's big breaking news. Clay, he's so full of it. He's such a little lab coat tyrant. And I do think th- the things that you're bringing up, the college football is going to be a feast for COVID. And maybe you can't do holidays this year. And now I would add to the list the just the fact that NIAID is funding these puppy experiments. I mean, this is now going into, when you put it in context of their funding, they did fund. NIH did fund gain-of-function research in Wuhan. That has now been established as a fact. They look like they were funding this puppy thing. When you add all this together, you say, what are the federal health bureaucrats doing? Do they have any accountability? And how can Anthony Fauci now say no person of good faith effectively believes the lab leak theory anymore? Wait, when did that happen? Where, where's that research?
4: There are tons of people, Buck, who are, acting in good faith and are eminently qualified to analyze the uh, genesis of a new virus that are saying it's likely that this virus was created inside of a lab. So just because Fauci now comes out and says no one of good faith is making that argument, that's a 100% lie. And I think this is evidence of him starting to feel a lot of pressure all of a sudden. It's adding up for him. It's layering on and sometimes when you start to feel pressure, you start to make really bad statements. And I think he's been he's been uh, garlanded. He's been praised. The MSNBCs of and the CNNs of the world, the New York Times and the Washington Post, they've done everything they could to try to keep this guy in the good graces. And I think the numbers are turning against him in a big way to the point where even the Biden White House might have to acknowledge
3: that Fauci could be a negative for them. That's the only time where Fauci goes. He's never going to resign, by the way. He's a little megalomaniac on top of everything else. He'll never resign. But if he becomes a political liability for the White House or if they're able to essentially tie it off with Fauci and say, all right, he's you know, we're going to push him away now. He's done his they will never say he's done a bad job, but they may decide he's done enough. I mean, the the whole situation is absurd. This was a guy who was running what Democrats said was the awful COVID response under Trump? By the way, Trump listened to Fauci too much. Yes. I talked to the former president about this. He listened to Fauci more than he should have for longer than he should have, in my opinion. I think he would admit that now, by the way, for anybody who's, you know, testy about it. And this guy kept his job. In fact, in a sense, got elevated into the by, you know, this is like the general who's losing the war under one president gets elevated to be, uh, you know, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in the next administration, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that actually does sound like something the Biden administration <laughs> would do now that I think about it. Well, and, and the challenge
4: here is to your point. How do they get him off the stage? Because I think when they brought him back out to try to clean up the Christmas and, you know, he's been, oh, avuncular grandpa uh, Anthony Fauci lately, right? He's been telling everybody, oh, you need to go out and trick or treat. Next thing you know, he's going to be on television breaking down what candies he likes the best because they're desperately trying to cancel out. What has been a disastrous fall for Fauci. And we just should uh, repeat this because I think it's significant. I think a lot of people say, holy cow, more people have died of covid in 2021 with Joe Biden in charge than died in all of 2020 in the United States of America. So Biden said, hey, I'm going to fix this. We'll have no issues whatsoever. He's got more deaths on his watch than Trump did. And everybody talked about how awful Trump did. I think the Fauci mess with Biden deserves to be discussed as well.
3: We'll get into what DeSantis is doing in Florida. I love this plan where he's not just rhetorically supporting law enforcement officers who may have lost their jobs, but doing something about it. We'll get into that when we come back in a moment. If you had to choose between the uh, two of the exact same products, but one was retail costs, one was wholesale, which would you choose? You choose wholesale, right? Because you want to save money without having to sacrifice quality. That is why you should switch to Pure Talk for your cell phone service. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network using the exact same towers as one of those big carriers, but for a lot less money. Pure Talk saves you 50 or 60 bucks a month or more. The average family saves over $800 a year. Look, things are getting tough these days. A lot of costs going up, rent, food, gas. Think about this, a savings of $800 a year for the same quality of connection and better customer service for your cell phone plan. And switching is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone. Pure Talk sends you a SIM card to swap out on your phone, along with very easy-to-follow instructions and great customer service. Clay, I've done this. I've swapped out the SIM card. I've got my Pure Talk set up. It's fantastic.
4: Yeah, my own 13-year-old eighth grader is on the Pure Talk wireless network, and he loves it, and they've been in my house. You can trust these guys to take care of you. Here's this offer right now. Unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, just $30 a month. Tens of thousands of you out there are saving a bundle. You can do the same. Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose from your cell phone right now. Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say Pure Talk today.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts.
0: you get your podcast.
4: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Buck is out in Vegas. I am in Nashville, although I'm flying down to Houston tomorrow. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. I'm taking uh, one of my sons, the hardcore Braves fan to the world series uh, down in Houston. Going to do the show Wednesday from Houston. Be fun to, uh, to meet up with everybody uh, on our Houston affiliate. One of our big markets down there. I look forward to seeing you guys, but, uh, we were talking as we went to break about Fauci and whether or not this puppy testing absurdity experiment that the NIH was involved in could be adding up along with the the Fauci who tried to steal Christmas and uh, and also all of the lies just kind of culminating the college football and the NFL stadiums. And we want to contrast it. I mentioned in the open that Florida now has the lowest covid rate of any of the 50 states the absolute lowest and by the way most media aren't covering it right when the cases were going up it was oh my god ron desantis killing everyone now the cases are at their absolute lowest almost no one is talking about it or discussing it because it destroys the narrative that it's happened in florida without a vaccine or mask mandate but i love a lot of the things that ron desantis is doing and buck we were talking about this off air he's now saying hey if you're a police officer and you get fired over a COVID vaccine mandate, we want to hire you. We'll treat you better down in Florida. Listen to Cut3. In Florida, uh, not only are we going to want to protect the law enforcement and and all the jobs, uh, we're actually actively working to recruit out-of-state law enforcement because we do have needs in our police and our sheriff's departments. So in the next legislative session, I'm going to hopefully sign legislation that gives a $5,000 bonus to any out-of-state law enforcement that relocates in Florida. So NYPD, Minneapolis, Seattle, if you're not being treated well, uh, we'll treat you better here. You can fill important needs for us, and we'll compensate you. As a result,
3: Clay, I'll just tell you this right now. I spoke to an NYPD friend of mine, uh, not about this specifically, but just about morale these days, because there's the mayor's race coming up there. And, you know, New York is having a tough one. I can tell you this. There are going to be some long term, top quality NYPD folks who take a long look at this one. There are going to be people in other cities who so there's the vaccine mandate issue, but just. Even in places where they haven't fully implemented it, or people haven't been fired, their law enforcement officers I know are going to be saying, you know what, Florida, $5,000 bonus to cover your move, plus you get no state income tax. This is the kind of stuff we need to see from, I mean, GOP governors in states like this are your only, only government line of defense against this creeping tyranny. That's it. There's really nothing else right now. Well, not only that, but we've talked about how
4: COVID has led to a large reorder and resorting of the country. The blue gets bluer, the red gets redder. And by and large, the red is getting redder because a lot of people, to your point, Buck, if you're the kind of police officer who might be out in Washington State or let's say you're in the Chicago area or you're in New York and you've been thinking about making a move south for some time, that $5,000 extra is a nice cherry on top of a freedom Sunday, which is what Ron DeSantis has been offering. And frankly, also what you're seeing from Greg Abbott down in Texas is not a surprise that Elon Musk and, and many of these different companies are relocating to places that have made business much easier to embrace. And I don't see that changing. I think this great resorting, particularly because so many people have found out they can work anywhere. Why in the world would you stay in a high-tax jurisdiction that doesn't have maybe the best weather, where people are sneering at you over your political beliefs, where your kids are being vaccinated and forced? All of these things, I would bail in a heartbeat. This could be the straw that breaks the proverbial camel's back. In the meantime, how many of you are waking up in pain? Our friends at Relief Factor have developed a three-week quick-start pack you can take Relief Factor three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three weeks, and you'll know if it works for you or not. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried. 70% of them go on to order more. Amazing odds. It works for 7 out of 10 people, including Buck's dad and my wife. You can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 4 relief 1995 three week quick start developed specifically for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number for relief. Relief factor,
3: feel the difference. How do you know Democrats are worried about a governor's race? Well, you see who they start to deploy. You see that they send in everybody, right? They send in the troops, so to speak. They send. Biden, Harris, and yes, even Barack Obama himself. Welcome back to the uh, Clay and Buck show. You have Terry McAuliffe certainly feeling the heat in the Virginia governor's race. And as Clay and I keep telling you, because we think it's important for the message to get out there across the country, this would be a huge win if Glenn Youngkin's able to pull it off, not just for the state of Virginia, but Virginia has become... The bat, the front line of the battle over critical race theory, teaching over the uh, transgender agenda being taught to kids at a very young age and even over mask mandates and things like that. Parents who want a greater say in teaching and the apparatus of left wing education control coming under assault, honestly, for the first time in a long time in a meaningful way. So they need to stop this because, oh, my gosh, if Youngkin beats McAuliffe in Virginia, some other states might get some ideas about this, right? That's now Virginia feels like a very blue state, unfortunately, because of recent elections. So this would be a pretty seismic win if it happens. So they've put their uh, their top guys and gals on it, so to speak, and they've sent now the Democrat National Committee. They've they've sent down Barack Obama because they still believe it's amazing. Obama was never actually successful in pushing for other candidates. If you look at the beginning of his win against Hillary Clinton back in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, Obama's uh personal charisma and the way the Democrats mobilized behind him didn't translate to other candidates. In fact, it was the Dem- Democrat party going into twenty sixteen had been decimated in terms of state houses and a lot of races that they lost. So he's out there. but we Clan, I want to focus on the case that he's making here about the culture wars and how this is just it's like a phony issue play clip eight
4: we don't have time to be f- wasting on these phony trumped up culture wars this fake outrage that the right-wing media's pedals to juice their ratings and the fact that he's willing to go along
3: with it instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people that's a shame That's not what this election's about.
4: That's not what you need, Virginia. Instead of forcing our communities to cut back at a time when we're just starting to recover, we should be doing more
3: to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. I think this is evidence. How
4: is it a phony issue? It's not a phony issue. And, And I think one of the challenges is everybody gets so caught up in their media silo In this day and age, particularly if you're active in any way on social media, that you don't really understand what is confronting real people. And so this situation in northern Virginia surrounding a sexual assault and the fact that parents were labeled as domestic terrorists and that fell apart, by the way, really fast. The organization I'm sure you saw over the weekend If people missed it. The organization that that called for the Department of Justice and the FBI to be involved in investigating school boards basically apologized for ever making that request in the first place. But I think what's going on for a guy like Obama is, first of all, he still skated on that 60th birthday extravaganza absurdity, right? You become so where there were all the the sophisticated vaccinated crowd, as it was said. That's right. You become so wealthy at some point and you end up in your own bubble that you lose touch with what the reality is dealing with there. Everybody listening to us right now. Do you feel like they believe that many of these things are phony, trumped up culture wars when you can't get on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and say what you really think for fear of being fired? Buck. one of the things I love about my bus tour that I'm on, and by the way, we're going to be down in Jacksonville, Florida this weekend At the Florida Georgia game is I'm basically on a tour of the American South I mean that's what I'm doing and I'm on the grassroots face-to-face conversations not hard to find me people can come up they can shake my hand they can tell me anything under the sun that they want to tell me and it puts you in touch with the real world in a way that I think very many people in media and politics and government are not in contact with the real world. So when I hear Obama speaking like that in Virginia, he's not going to connect with any of the people that are facing real issues in this country right now. And he's become such a poor representation of even what he was back in 2008. And I think he may even mention it. You know, I mean, one of the things he used to talk about was, yeah, he had been in grocery stores and gone around and bought milk. Right. He'd been a dad. I think that helped. What?
3: Yeah. He, he's he been he's been somebody who is going between his mansion in Kalorama and his 12 million dollar mansion in Martha's Vineyard for quite some time now. I mean, this is not a guy who has the, the common touch, so to speak. But I, I would say this. I mean, Clay, to, to call it a trumped up culture war issue, the school board in Loudoun it's knew def. about and suppressed the sexual assault of a young teen girl in the bathroom and then there was a further sexual assault by the same transgender individual, allegedly. Uh, and the school board didn't want parents to know about this because they thought it was more important that biological boys be able to use the girls' restroom and locker room. And I'm sure play on the sports teams and all the rest of it. So they were yes. willing to sacrifice the safety of a teenage girl or teenage girls in this case because they had a broader agenda. That's not a phony uh, you know trumped up culture war issue and let's also remember Barack Obama's the guy whose administration hounded the little sisters of the poor, nuns, to make them yes. pay for uh to make to make them pay for birth control that they clearly not only did not need themselves but also did not want to support when it came to their employees through Obamacare. These are the same people when you're talking about Obama and the rest of the elite democrat left who want us to use plural pronouns for single individuals who think that Dave Chappelle's comedy special should be pulled off the air. They want to talk about a phony culture war? I mean, they've got to be kidding, right? The problem is they don't like Clay when we fight back in the culture war. And And that's what's happening in Virginia.
4: I think we're starting to win, and that's what's really scary to them. Virginia could be an important signpost in that victory, but I think you're starting to see a unique coalition of people fighting back against cancel culture. And the Dave Chappelle comedy special... Is a, is a representation of that battle that's going on. We come back. Speaking of that battle, there's a really funny Let's Go Brandon story. The Washington Post, not surprisingly, got it wrong. Uh, I want to share that with everybody. And, uh, then we're going to talk about another big victory, uh, which is Georgia and Texas getting to have the, uh, getting to have the World Series. I'll kind of set the table for all that. But in the meantime, Mike Lindell and his team fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. Products like the pillows that started it all, towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets, on top of many more. You could trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. I've got them all over the house uh, in my uh, home here. I've got all the Giza Dream sheets on every bed. My kids, ours, the guest bedroom, all in multiple colors, styles, and sizes. Incredible offer right now, Buck. How do people take advantage of it?
3: So easy. And for a limited time, the Geezy Dream sheets are buy one, get one free. But you got to use promo code Clay and Buck. You write that one out. Clay and Buck. That's the promo code. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose, but you got a great night's sleep to gain. I'm on the road right now. I'm staying in a hotel in Vegas. Pillows aren't as good. The sheets aren't as good. I'm just going to say it. Mike Lindell's got them beat. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials. You get the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free, with code Clay Buck. Or if you want to just call in, that's really easy too, 800-792-3269. Again, that number is 800-792-3269. The buy one, get one free offer on Giza Dream Sheets is amazing. Get some today.
0: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Let's have a little bit of fun here and finish off hour number one. Uh, you knew this was coming. So, for those of you out there who have forgotten or weren't aware, There have been a lot of F Joe Biden chants that have been spreading all over college campuses. And we need to talk about this a little bit because Joe Biden's approval ratings have plummeted in the first 10 months of his presidency by a larger degree than any president going all the way back to World War II, which is pretty amazing to think about. We'll discuss that a bit more. But the F Joe Biden chants have spread like wildfire all over the country. Well, there was in October an interview with a NASCAR driver named Brandon who won his event. And on air, an NBC reporter, as everyone is clearly chanting F Joe Biden, says, oh, look, they're actually saying, uh, let's go, Brandon. And so let's go, Brandon has taken off. We've sold, by the way, at Outkick." Thousands of these shirts. I'm going to be wearing a Let's Go Brandon t shirt tomorrow at the uh, Braves Astros game one down in Houston. But the Washington Post way behind. We were talking about how Obama's out of touch. The Washington Post is wildly out of touch with the middle part of the country and figuring out what's going on. And so, not surprisingly, they had no idea where Let's Go Brandon came from. And they blamed it on Donald Trump Jr. at a rally. And they had to issue this correction, Buck. Did you see this story? This is from the Washington Post. A previous version of this article incorrectly said a crowd broke into a Let's Go Brandon chant during a Donald Trump Jr. speech in Georgia. The crowd actually broke into a F Joe Biden chant at that speech in September. The error, which was inserted by an editor, has been corrected. So, I mean, one of the great corrections of all time, but the Washington Post can't even get the etymology here of how the chant came about
3: correcting their story, Buck. And this is also a reminder that these newsrooms don't have a single person in them who has even the most rudimentary yes. connectivity to the right. I mean, I mean, you know, conservatives, right of center, they, they could walk around the newsroom at the Washington Post, say, hey, could someone please explain the Let's Go Brandon chant? And not a single person there would have any idea somehow what the origins yes. are, because they're not seeing it, they're not connected to it, they ignore that which does not fall into the narrative that they are trying to expand upon every day. That's really their job. Like Pravda and the Soviet Union, they're expanding on the Democrat socialist narrative in this country. That's why the Washington Post exists. That's what it does every day. But even beyond that, you can see, Clay, the early stages of trying to remove let's go Brandon from the culture. They cannot abide us mocking them. And they certainly cannot abide real ridicule. I don't mean an occasional joke. I know SNL made a couple of Biden approval jokes this week, and we're supposed to think they're so brave, a bunch of cowards over there, and their show stinks. What we cannot what what they cannot allow is ridicule that actually cuts deeply. They cannot allow the kind of humiliation that they try to heap on all Republicans, even unfairly lying about them. Russia collusion, Putin, all that stuff. So what they do is they try to stop. Let's go. Brandon chance from I I believe it was. I saw this over the weekend. I should check to see. They pulled the song off of YouTube and in Canada already. I know it's Canada, not the U.S., but they've told government officials You can't say, let's go, Brandon, at official communications. That will get you in trouble. It's it's now just a question of can they get away? Can the big social media platforms get away with treating let's go, Brandon, like it's hate speech? Yes. I mean, I've even seen some people say that the blank Joe Biden chants are somehow illegal. There was some legal analysis of that. It's like pathetic, but they'll do this. Well, and, and the woman who wrote this
4: article at the Washington Post, I believe she tweeted out her article uh, in the Washington Post, which, of course, has the headline Biden's critics hurl increasingly vulgar taunts. And she tweeted when I started asking about the let's go, Brandon, F Joe Biden phenon- phenomenon, some in the White House didn't know what I was talking about. This is a quote from a White House official. I had never heard of that chant until you explained it to me. I guess I'm not spending enough time on 8chan or whatever. Buck, this chant is every World Series game, every college football game, every NFL game. You cannot miss this. To have that level of cluelessness, either uh, intentionally pretending not to know and trying to delegitimize anybody who might do it as an you know, 4chan or 8chan or whatever, like some sort of internet backwoods Neanderthal. This is college kids. This is massive parts of middle America standing up in a humorous way and ridiculing the current president of the United States.
3: For journalists like this, new, or the Washington Post uh, journalist, showing disdain for anyone in the country that would think this or feel this way is brand enhancing. You you see this sometimes also with journalists. So it doesn't matter that she was wrong because she's basically, yeah, whatever, the stupid red state MAGA hat people have this dumb, silly chant. And then they turn around and say, but I'm an objective journalist. I speak the truth. I'm honest. Yeah, we all know that that's nonsense. They do the same thing with firearms, by the way, Clay. You'll see this with journalists. They'll get something. They'll start talking about you know, using, uh, the, 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 that you need to put a clip into the AR-15 before you fire up the machine gun bayonet. And then sure enough, when the journalists at the New York Times, Washington Post, wherever, is ridiculed for the mistake. They go, Oh, sorry, I don't know about like the machine bazooka guns that all of you hillbillies, you know. That's yes. their attitude. Yeah. It's I'm allowed my ignorance is actually something that I parade as a journalist on this because it shows how I have so much disdain for the other, in this case conservatives, that it's not even worth learning the truth about the story I'm reporting on. They'll do that sometimes and they'll do it. They're doing it with Let's Go Brandon.
4: Well, and By the way, the chants are happening everywhere Biden goes as well, right? When he's driving along in his motorcade, there are people doing the chants on the side of the road. I think what's really scary, and this is what I was talking about, like politics creating odd bedfellows and the idea of us winning the battle ultimately against cancel culture is people on the left have gotten used to the fact that they get to be the funny ones right they get to be the people who are rolling in satire they get to ridicule the other side what happens when the other side is funnier like the babylon b is way funnier than snl right like if you had to just be if you're looking at jokes per line the babylon b is way funnier let's go brandon is way funnier than any criticism of trump i remember Right. Do you remember any really legitimately
3: funny criticism
4: of Trump that emerged from the left in sort of a viral way? No,
3: I mean, the the criticism of Trump revolved around, uh, you know, making fun of his appearance all the time. Yes. Which, you know, we're we're not we're not running around talking about, you know, all, you know, all Joe Biden's had all this work done and stuff because, you know, that's superficial and petty. Uh, They would make fun of Trump for the Russia collusion ties that didn't exist. And there was a real viciousness to the criticisms of Trump all the time. Uh, whereas, you know, with Joe Biden, I mean, the guy's a confused buffoon who was a sub-mediocrity before he was president. And even Democrats knew it. There's a lot to work with there. And given how his approval ratings, Clay, which I know you're about to talk about, have set a new record in the wrong direction. I think people understand that this is worthy of ridicule. This this is like we should bust out the Voltaire style satire here. This is something people should make fun of. No
4: doubt. And. In general, we've not seen a collapse in approval ratings, like I said, since World War II. What's the significance of that and what does it mean going forward? We'll tell you as we roll into hour two. Clay and Buck Joe. You're show. listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB network. <laughs>